Hi, this is Andy of Andy's Personal Development and we are currently live in the breakout room. So, welcome and welcome and we love being here for you with quality and value to inspire and to transform. Remember, we are on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon and iTunes. Today, as usual, we have a special guest to share with you for your development and growth and to live your better informed life. So, grab a cup, pull up a seat and stay tuned for the introduction right here now, live in the breakout room. Hi people, this is Andy of Andy's Personal Development and our next guest live in the breakout room is Dr. Ron Stutz. He is a transformational guide, he has a PhD in psychology and also is a doctor of chiropractic. This is the man of the moment. He's also a three-time best-selling author with publications such as Ins and Outs of Mindfulness. Overscheduled by success and leadership on the leading edge. Dr. Ron is supported by his beautiful wife, Carol, and it shows he's a happy man indeed. So, let's welcome in the breakout woman and his personal development, our special guest, Dr. Ron Stutz. There you go. So, <laughs> good afternoon and welcome, Dr. Ron. How are you, you this afternoon, sir? Very good, very good. Glad to be right. here with you and everyone. Yeah. Nice, wonderful. Good to have you. Glad that you could take the time out just to be with us on Andy's Personal Development, and we are live in the breakout room. Yeah. So, let's begin our conversation. All right. uh, looking through your information, I realize that you would have spent time in the military, and during that period of time, you would have went to war and so on. And uh, I would say you had your epiphany moment, if I can call it that. And there was a transactional change that took place in your life. Yes. But before all of that happened, could you share with us who was Ron Stutz before all of that transformation took place and entering into the military and so on? Who was Ron Stutz? Uh -huh. Wow. You know, I was a kid who just loved the outdoors, and okay. I spent every moment I could out in the woods, on the water, <laughs> playing, doing whatever I could. I was, uh, you know, my my I look at my education through high school, and I spent what is that, thirteen years looking outside of the window. <laughs> okay, wow, yeah, it's <laughs> a long time. Really started when I started when I got out of the Marine Corps and I got focused and had a clear sense of direction and uh, it was good. But yeah, I was a you know I went to your college before the Marine Corps and I was a U.S. Rowing Championship. So I was kind mm -hmm. of I was just in this all-American boy mode, thinking, oh, this is good, this is fun. <laughs> okay, great. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. But what prompted you to get into the Marine Corps? What was the catalyst that took you to the steps of recruitment? Well, this is a bit of a secret, but I'll, I'm feeling like I'm okay with it. So Okay, that's all right. <laughs> you know, 
as a rowing champion and a freshman in college, uh, my whole crew and I had opportunities for scholarships to high-level colleges, and everybody was really excited about it. Except for I had a dark little secret, and that is I didn't have the GPA. I wow. didn't. I was not a good student. You know? Okay. And, okay. Uh, you know, it was the shame of that. That hmm. really, you know, I didn't want the other guys to find out. I didn't okay. want to have them seeing that, oh, he's not really part of it. And, <laughs> uh, and the shame of that had me dropping out of school. And I went to see what was the best way to go. You know, it was mm -hmm. during Vietnam. So you had to go in the military if you were out of yeah. school. And, uh, right. Marine Corps felt like, uh, you know, with all my outdoor training, that felt like the, the logical way to go. Little okay. did I know. <laughs> yeah, so that's how I got there. Okay, great. And you would have had a really tough time trying to deal with the situation of uh, the imbalance of trying to stay safe and at the same time having to take out some people during the war. And, and, and during that time, you had that sort of revelation moment, is it not? You know, I was a tracker. I was, I was really my whole life because I had grown up outdoors. I mean, I would leave the house at even age three, four, five, and I'd go across the street into the woods. So I, that was my element. Okay. So I was very good at what I did. And, right. Uh, so. The epiphany really was that what I had become best at was killing other people. Right. And that was completely unacceptable to me. And so <laughs> I had to really, it just it caught me in, in a very strong moment that allowed me to go, you know, I followed this path that had been laid in front of me by my family, by my society, by everyone. And I realized I didn't like the rules. I didn't know I could trust the belief systems. I had to really let go of everything that I, okay. uh, you know, learned and right and reevaluate and decide who I wanted to be. What was right for me? Okay, great. And there's also a spiritual aspect to it. Could you explain that for us a little bit? How that spiritual aspect came into the, you know that part of your transformation? Yeah, certainly did come in with a full surprise. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd be quite honest with you, I was in the middle of committing suicide and really wow. no, no hesitation, uh, thrusting a uh, hunting knife into my heart. And wow. just literally as it began to penetrate, mm -hmm. I was dissolved into a white ball of light. You know, hmm. I'm 19 years old. I don't know what. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, actually, I was in my early 20s by that time, and uh, and in that, I just had the sense of peace, the sense of knowing, the sense of that I could trust, and that okay. the world, the universe, was perfect, even though I didn't understand it. That there was something deeper to it all, a consciousness within and and of it all, and. Uh, you know, so I was kind of thrown out of that timeless moment um, mm -hmm. back into the deep forest where I was at the time. And, um, you know, the knife was 20 yards away. I wow. I was just, it's like, I didn't know what happened during that. I don't know how long that was. And it was from that moment forward, really from a deep sense of, of inner knowing, inner trusting, 
that there was a consciousness, that I was a part of that consciousness, that classic, I am the wave, but I'm also the ocean awareness that came to me. Yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, I didn't know what else to do. I was just sitting in a lot of shit and didn't know how to get out of <laughs> wow. language. Wow. But so I went up to an old cabin uh, that my family had, and I'm talking outhouse and pump, and you know, so we're talking okay. really basic. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I was sitting with my feet in the wood stove, reading the Bible and philosophy and anything I could find just to get a direction of hope. Mm -hmm. And in the months that I was there, walking in the cold winter, the the silence, the I found myself breathing into everything that had happened to me. I found the silence really lent uh, an empowering womb for me to breathe into and, and begin to heal, begin okay. to understand and heal. You know, okay. And I went on to get a PhD in psychology and mm -hmm. doctor chiropractic and but all the lessons that I was learning, I really, those are the lessons that I then converted uh, into tools for helping others. Okay. I knew and <laughs> great. Yeah. It's been fantastic. I mean, you, you have helped uh, secure some level of consistency in the lives of many leaders and you have positively impacted on millions, I'm sure, around the world. Yeah. But, you know, what I find intriguing is that when I look at your stats, I'm seeing meditation, entrepreneurship, leadership, psychology, neuroscience, Tai Chi, Zen gardens, big mind, storytelling, and it goes on. And I'm thinking, wow, what a portfolio. But, you know, if you had to choose one that would somehow better define you in terms of how that fulfillment came and you, you started thinking about sharing with others, so that you could continue the process of the fulfillment, what would it be? There's really one secret, and and uh -huh. I, <laughs> you're asking good questions because I usually don't talk about this. Wow, the, the real secret mm -hmm. to all of my growth, to all of my life, to everything that I offer and share with others, uh huh, is that it's that journey into silence is where you access the best of who and what you are. Okay. You know, the early work that I do with people is really about healing their past and, and healing emotional issues and just things that weren't dealt with or handled well in their lives. Okay. Changing that program for looking for love outside of themselves to looking within themselves. Right. Because that helps to begin to quiet the mind, integrate and, and empower the mind to access the fullest that you've got. The nine-month journey that I offer then, most more more often leaders and entrepreneurs and others, but anybody can is welcome to do it. But it's really about then amplifying the brain frequency. I kind of think of the brain as a receiver, and okay. the quality of that receiver really allows you to then extend out and access uh, more from what I call big mind. Right, and, right. Uh, so my game is, you know, I kind of joke with people. I say, you know, the only talent I really have is I can quiet my mind. I okay. can stop thought. But it's <laughs> in that quiet, it's in that stopping of thought that I'm able to access everything and anything that I need. I get guidance from my higher self, from from the wisdom that's available to all of us, you know, and it's not, it's not like I'm accessing something other than myself, mm. it's all myself. 
Okay. I'm just accessing the best of who and what I am. Okay. And I see I see the higher level leaders, they just love this stuff because right. they they can sit there and go, oh, well, I need a solution to this problem or I need a, a, a d diagram for this tool that I need. And, and, you know, when I go to create a garden, all I do is sit there and let it come in. I look at the people, the what my intention is, how do I want to transform their life with the garden and the space, and, and I, it just comes in. And so there's none of this going down dead ends and trying and working over and over again. It's really the best. You know, I mean, a big garden that I put together that I'm thinking about right now, it's like, you know, it took me an hour and a half of sitting in silence watching it come in. Within three months, it was done, and it won international and national awards. So, you know, when a leader has that sort of capability around any sort of information or what to do with their work, what to do with their, you know, their organization, uh, you know, it allows them to be more agile, much more present, much more capable of doing the job. Yeah. Okay. Great. That was very inspirational, and thanks for sharing. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I'm looking at some information here, and it says that you paid quite a handsome sum, like a million dollars, to create a Japanese garden. I know you intimated that just as you spoke a minute ago. Could you just go back and tell us what was the inspiration behind that, and how did you come into that space where they decided, okay, Dr. Ron, come on board and, and, and build this fantastic <laughs> stuff for us. How was that experience like for you? Well, you know, I was working with a CEO of a tech firm down in uh, San Francisco. And okay. Uh, okay. he found out about this hobby of mine and, and his wife had a birthday coming up. And so he really, really wanted this uh, retreat on their on their property they had an acre that they wanted to use and he said they could spend up to a million dollars and uh, so it was really about creating a place where she could go and meditate okay and, and where she could go and really calm herself be centered and uh, of course had hopes that he would discover <laughs> some of the tools that she was using also all right so yeah so you know i kind of remember giving them a uh, estimate of what it would cost and then I was kind of joking as I was leaving the home I said well you know we could spend this much you know but you know we could create this that and the other thing and like you know this was during the dot-com era and they called me up and go yeah let's do that okay <laughs> so, so it was really just you know it's just a matter of being present enough to know who you're speaking with, to know what they truly need, what what is their heart looking for? Okay. And creating a space that literally transformed their lives. Right. I mean, when she's there, I mean, I've talked to her through the years, and it just is, it's a place that uh, has elevated her soul in so many ways, because she's sitting in this tea house overlooking the big pond and listening to the river come down and all of the sounds and colors and delightful uh, aspects of the garden that uh, wow. intuitively come into place with that big yeah. mind access. Yeah. yeah. That, um, you know, it, it's so easy for her to quiet her mind. It's so easy for her to just fall into a place of gratitude and, and uh, just appreciation of life. Yeah. yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Really sounds good. Yeah. Uh, which brings me to this point. 
Um, I know that you have impacted many lives. And I'm thinking, how does it feel uh, as, as an individual to know that you can look into somebody's life, you can see it in their eyes, you can see it in their actions, you can hear it in their voice, and you know that something you have communicated and shared with them is making that positive and valuable impact. How does that feel for you? It's the greatest privilege in the world. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I just, I'll catch myself thinking, you know, maybe I had a conversation with somebody that I've been working with or had worked with in the past and they're sharing how they're, you know, how, how it's all going. And, and it's just, you almost have to giggle <laughs> because it feels so good. Okay. Watch them because it not only affects them, but it affects it affects employees or children, yes. children's yes. children. Yes. And and that's my intention. I mean, my my secret little agenda is I want to really raise the consciousness of the world because right. God knows if we don't do it, we're in trouble. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we are, and that, that's a so, good point. That's a good yeah. note. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I discovered the best way to do that is mm -hmm. that, is create as many high-level leaders as I can, conscious leaders, right. who really are the ones that can create lasting significant change, both on an organizational level, which makes mm -hmm. them a lot more money and everything, of course, yeah. but uh, also on a societal level so that we can really shift the planet. And, okay. you know, we hear about people leaving work nowadays and, you know, not not being satisfied with just making a buck and and that's really what i try and do is how do we create conscious leaders so we can create conscious organizations that not only right. care about their people and really help them develop their own skills in a cooperative collaborative environment mm -hmm. but also care about the planet and so that they're doing everything and anything they're doing from that conscious place okay wonderful let's go to the publications dr run Mm -hmm. um, and you would have saw three in the introduction there. Do you have any more besides the three that we saw? It's like I've been doing a lot of writing all my life, but those are the three <laughs> main ones. Yeah, I, a lot of them I've just self-published. I've had large organ organizations. There was a time okay. when I had uh, a lot of meditation centers throughout Europe, Switzerland, mm -hmm. and, uh, and in the U.S. And so a lot right. of those publications and a lot of that writing was more in-house than mm -hmm. you know, I just wasn't worried about marketing and selling at the time as okay. a spiritual okay. teacher. So, yeah, yeah. What was your first publication, actually? Which one was the first? Um, the Shortcut to Enlightenment. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, because everybody's, you know, we're in such a fast-moving society. Everybody's looking for a shortcut. Nobody nobody wants to spend the 30, 35,000 hours meditating that I did. So wow, wow, wow. I, I can understand that. And so, uh, yeah, I just said, okay, well, here's a shortcut. And be honest with you, mm -hmm. it's something that is really, you know, again, I, I don't talk about much, but the same path that I guided myself and others on in the early days to reach higher levels of consciousness and, and move into a more interconnected way of living. Mm -hmm. Really what I'm doing with leaders and entrepreneurs today, because your highest level leaders are nothing more than really conscious people. 
Okay. Applying that consciousness into the business world. Mm -hmm. you know, and I see it with just about all of my clients. They reach a point where they realize, oh, my development really is key to the development of my organization. Right. For me is then key to creating a more conscious, caring world. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. Wow. It's all, all connected. Yeah. <laughs> Inspiring. Um, I'm going to read a couple of things for you. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure it would punch a memory place somewhere in your subconscious. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the first one is this. With a transformational guide, you can find a place of deeper personal awareness and clarity. Yeah. Just, just sort of emphasize on that for us, please. You know, we're born so helpless. Uh-huh. And so we we engage in the world by looking out for you know outside of ourselves for every need we have uh -huh. um, we can't even manage our own feelings and needs yeah, and so we yeah. need help for all of that and that's right and that's a lovely part of life but by the time we're in our teens and early 20s we really need to be looking within for the mm -hmm. end that's the biggest problem i see business leaders having today okay. is looking outside of themselves for yeah. what can only be found within. Okay. And so that that inner journey is really the most delicious and luscious part of life. All right. Because you every part that you rediscover, every part that you accept and heal becomes an integrated aspect of who and what you truly are. That's okay. how you become whole. Mm -hmm. Going back and all those disparate parts that we left behind because we didn't know how to emotionally deal with something or we didn't know how to process something. We didn't have the help. We didn't have the skill. As we go back, as we breathe back into our life, as I guide people on that inner journey, they rediscover those parts that they've oftentimes forgotten about. Okay. And in, in accepting and loving those and becoming whole, they really have finally discovered how to gain that that unconditional love that they've always wanted and right. in that they they start moving up in consciousness consciousness is really refers to my awareness of my my feelings my emotional and physical feelings what i'm thinking and the level of consciousness that i'm playing on mm -hmm. so it's that same shift in consciousness expansion of consciousness if you will that allows us to play more consciously in the world because it's initially it's about conscious self-consciousness self-awareness right right but it, that sense of self continues to expand as our consciousness expands so we become more sensitive and aware of others it allows us to be more compassionate empathetic it right. allows us to be comfortable with our emotions which really turn out to be just really it's almost like they're a sixth sense that they're indicators of something that's going on. Yes, and, yes. And if we can, if we're comfortable with them, and we just go down into, you know, say I'm feeling a little angry about or hurt or sad about something. Right. I, I embrace that. I go, oh, great, an indicator. So okay. I'll breathe, I'll look down into that, I'll see what it is, what's the source of that. And because that's always a part of me that's ready to be healed when that comes up. And that's, okay, that's really yes. Good. Right. But in, in that healing process, what we also access 
is the very part we need so that we can continue to evolve and grow. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. It, it's like the lobster. Every every year or so, they have to shed their shell and grow a new right. one so that they right. get bigger. Well, That's right. We, we can't stay in limited comfort zones and, and continue to grow. We have to. We have to step out. We have to. We have to have a dream. That's. I think the the greatest gift that I see people give themselves, even early on in the work that I do with them, is that they one they fall in love with themselves, which is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yes, yes. But there's like a veil between once they do find that self-acceptance and love, they all of a sudden begin to understand what their highest intention and greatest purpose in life is. Okay, great. So, you know, they immediately, all of a sudden, everything starts getting into alignment with that. Life gets mm -hmm. so easy when you know your highest intention. Oh, yes. And, and the reason is because if, it, if something coming into your life doesn't support your highest intention, you ignore it and let it go. If it <laughs> does support that highest intention, you embrace it and integrate it into your life. Yes. And in time, everything starts coming into alignment towards that higher intention. And all of a sudden, you're creating the reality that you, you know, the amazing life that you'd like to create or be living. Wow. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> awesome and inspiring. Um, I'm, I'm going to give you one more and then we're going to go for a short break and come back. Right. This one is basically what most folks would see when they try to reach out uh, to get you on social media. Mm -hmm. An inspirational speaker that can help you learn to think like Einstein and create like Michelangelo. Where did that come from? Where did that come from? It <laughs> comes from the experience and the fact that we can do that. What okay. it turns out you know, Einstein really had most of his epiphanies, E equals MC squared in that, when he was in the shower. Right. You know, he'd work for days and labor over trying and efforting in math and whatnot. But it was only when he relaxed and was in the shower that it came to him. And it was like, oh. Uh, yes. <laughs> and so, you know, a lot of a lot of people, I see it in business people, they they use the tools they have, the knowledge, the wisdom, and they try harder and harder and, and grow their business. Mm -hmm. But they all reach, whether they're spiritual teachers, business people, politicians, parents, they all reach a certain point where mm -hmm. they can't seem to move beyond that. They feel stuck. Okay. They feel limited. Yes. They feel like yes. something's holding them back. And, of course, that's where you really you know, need to access more of who you are. Uh, you need to, yeah, you need to look at what's, what is holding you back, what's limiting you, where you want to go, and heal whatever is there so that you can move beyond that. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. yeah, of course. Wonderful. Yes, it does. <laughs> yeah, so we have live in the breakout room Dr. Ron Stutz. And he has been sharing some wonderful and some informative and inspirational stuff with us. So we're going to keep him in our company while we go for a short break. We will be right back. Don't you go anywhere, folks. Thank you for supporting Andy's personal development in the breakout room. We will be back shortly after this commercial break.
Okay, we are live and back in the breakout room with Dr. Ron Stutz, our special guest at this time. And we will continue with the inspiration that would lead to transformation. So, Dr. Ron, um, I'm going to give you a quotation here by an individual who has, in many ways, created an impact in history, some that may be more infamous than famous. But I think that it is something that when we look at life today in terms of the pandemic and the impact that it has made mm -hmm. on leaders in particular, yes. uh, the individual is Lenin. And <laughs> the quotation is simply this controversial figure I know. It says, There are decades when nothing happens. Yes. And then there are weeks when decades happen. That seems to be wow. the thing wow. taking place now with the pandemic. Yeah. And the question I need to ask, sir, yeah. is what would be the one big things that the leaders ignore that could have a huge impact on their success today? Great question. Uh, and it is, you know, I've watched it. I've watched it in the 70s and the 80s. And, you know, yeah. I've watched the transitions of interest in consciousness and introspective development. And, and we are at a point where change is happening, change is available. And, uh, and, and it's important, critically uh, important that we go through those transformations. So hmm. what I see leaders missing is well one they're so caught up on money or power that mm -hmm. they get distracted and what they don't realize is you know there, there might be a part of them that really wants to keep their themselves or their family safe but they are doing that in a disconnected way okay you know for example i see people you know i work with multi-millionaire billionaires it's not uncommon but I watch them thinking, oh, I'll, I'll make all this money and then I'll give it back and contribute to society. What they don't realize is they're screwing society up as they're wow. making that money. Yes. What they don't realize is they could be creating an organization that is ongoingly supporting not only the, you know, pay people more, you know, <laughs> and create a more healthy environment uh, for us to live in as you're developing that. But they're so fear-oriented, ego-oriented, that they, it's almost like they want to capture the, the gold ring before that they are really contributing to the world in the ways that they're capable of. So they need to look at what their own limitations are creating in their organizations. You know, they need to really identify that their limitations are the limitations of the organization. Their issues are the issues of the organization. Right. And, and the truth is, within a short time, they can deal with those and they can heal them. You know, literally a couple months, a mm -hmm. lot of that can be dealt with. And so, yeah, they've got to recognize that, that if they're afraid that... The organization is afraid. It's, it's yeah, you know, I yeah. remember back in the 80s, I, I was helping AT&T go through divestiture. Mm -hmm. And it was from a monopoly to a for-profit for different okay. divisions. And um, <laughs> my last report, it, it sounded like I was talking about the, you know, the, the Johnson family or somebody. You know, it was like, <laughs> here's, here's dad, and here's mom, and here's the kids, you know. Mm -hmm. and, 
-hmm. and the 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 head folks started realizing oh our issues really get translated down into all levels of management all levels of technicians and that's what really allowed them to make the shift that they made was to to really recognize that if they're not going to be more open if they're not going to step outside of the safety zone and, and try new things and explore and really be passionate about something have a mission put mm -hmm. a stake in the ground and saying this is who we're who we are and what's important right. to us, that um, that it's not going to translate into their community their organization and to the families and the society that they're a part of so they have to take a real sense of responsibility i guess for their own life and recognize that, that in healing that, in empowering that and becoming more conscious, that they can dramatically affect and create a much more conscious world, which is really a safer world for them and a safer world for their family. Yes. Them having a big pile of money and a bunch of people not having money is not a safe world. <laughs> you <know>? All right, <laughs> yes. So, and it's never about the money. All of them, okay. all of them come to that. Okay. It's like, well, that wasn't it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Wonderful. Thanks for sharing. Um, what is your greatest concern for the world right now? We see so many things happening in the world, uh, you know, on, on different scales, on different levels, and most of them are not comfortable in terms of the development of of civilization, if, if I can be so broad in my perspective. But what would be your greatest concern for the world right now? Well, that we're going <laughs> to destroy it. <laughs> ah, there you go. Point of concern. Point of concern. I, you know, in some ways, I think we're all in second grade and always have been in second grade. And we just, you know, next lifetime, we'll go into third grade if we've done our work. Okay. Uh, but... Um, in truth, when I watch the, the Black Lives Matter, when I watch the Me Too movement, when I watch the concerns about the environment, when I watch mm -hmm. all of the disparate groups coming together and saying, hey, you know, I'm a part of the society and I uh -huh. want to participate fully. And, right. And it's, you know, I'm an old white guy, but <laughs> I, I don't know where in the world they got the idea that, they had any sort of privilege or ability to lead us. You know, mm -hmm. it is, it's the intertwining of our cultures. It's the intertwining of our natures. You know, mm -hmm. I, you know, there was an old Helen Reddy song, put a woman in charge. I think that's, <laughs> I mean, okay. it's like, yeah. <laughs> you know, or at least, them, at least have them in co-creating our world from that more feminine conscious place. Okay. And so, yeah, that, um, my concern is we're literally going to destroy the world. And we've got to get out of this fear of scarcity-based power monger greed attitude that's really a self-destructive, you know? I mean, personally, I watch people, you know, they're getting in the 50s, 60s, 70s and having heart attacks and dying from mm. this, not realizing that that's very connected to their lifestyle. Right. And to yes. their attitudes, to what they've yes. done. You know? Yes. And, uh, you know, we can't, you know, a friend of mine, Dr. Rudy Tanzi, shared with me years ago that uh, over 50% of the people in by 2030 uh, 
yeah, over 50% who reach 65 are going to have dementia or Alzheimer's. In other words, oh, they won't wow. even know who they are. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah they won't yeah. remember who their family is. I mean, I lost wow. my mom to that years and years ago. And it's like, that's how disconnected we're becoming. That's not genetically being caused. That's lifestyle being caused. And uh, if we don't change that, we just become more disconnected within ourselves, which gets reflected in our disconnection with others and our relationships and our society. It's just what's going on in here gets reflected in all that I create. My yes. consciousness affects and is a part of the consciousness of the world, the universe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, wow. Having <laughs> placed that in, in some level of perspective, what would be your ultimate advice to the leaders everywhere? And I say that because I think leaders everywhere in the world, political, religious, social, sport-wise, music-wise, they have the opportunity to have a greater access to creating impacts on people's lives. I agree. But how then, how then can they help us to come to that level of consciousness that you're speaking about? That could save us from going down the path that we apparently seem to be going now. How how they can reach to that point? Now that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> to come up with an answer, you can become my marketing guy. Oh, I hear you. <laughs> wow. You know, the truth is that I know for a fact is if I can get them to breathe, mm -hmm. if I can get them to breathe and feel and look mm -hmm. deeper. Yes. They begin to be more self-introspective. Mm -hmm. as, as that compassion and kindness develops within themselves, it becomes mirrored in relationship to others. And okay. I know that doesn't sound like a real direct sort of, you know, well, mm -hmm. take this pill and then we'll be... <laughs> Everything's going to be all right, right. But it really, we seem to be so frightened to look within. It seems to be the scariest thing in the world, to be vulnerable. And yet that is where our power, our strength is. You know, when I use the word power, what I'm really saying is, you know, it, it's, that's how open our heart is. Okay. You know, it's, it, they feel, I see leaders feeling like the, the armor that they have over, the, over their heart is protecting them, and they don't realize that it's killing them, quite literally. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's time to shed that armor of our heart and begin to connect from a more compassionate, collaborative, cooperative, supportive way so that uh, we can bring out the best of everybody so that that right. leader doesn't feel like it's just up to them. Mm -hmm. Because it's not. It's our life. Yes. You know, it's a war affects us all. I mean, a, a war, trust me, <laughs> worst thing. <laughs> it's like anybody who thinks war is an option, you know, unless you're being mm. attacked. Is, is just not on board. Uh, All right. In, in attention. All right. You know, so, Inspirational. Yeah. Thanks for sharing, Dr. Ron. Yeah. You know, um, I'm looking at the many challenges that people have in the world today, and I'm thinking that you have, you know, you have put together this fantastic information, this fantastic experience where you basically have combined the knowledge with the spiritual aspect right. and you put that together and you have shared your experience going forward 
what do you see your impact as in terms of how you would create the opportunities for people to be more informed, more encouraged, mm -hmm. as you say, breed more, and to become more aware of themselves? What is the future like for Runstuts at this time? Well, I'm really in the midst of uh, also, you know, reaching out more, being on TV more, being right, in publications right. more. Okay. You know, the truth is, I had my moments of celebrity, you know, up in my 30s, 40s, that kind of thing. <laughs> For a while, I sort of hung back and I had my word of mouth and I was busy and enjoying my life. But okay. uh, I've got great, great grandkids and I, I, I can't. It, it was out. Of, it's out of integrity for me to leave a world in worse shape than I found it for my grandkids. And right. So, and so I want to make the world better for all kids. You know, I, I I watch my grandkids now making the world a better place from their from their positions. Okay. But uh, yeah, we've we've just got to. Uh, you know, I might have lost touch with your question, but we've got to come to a place. <laughs> of really uh, enhancing our lives. You know, that's, you know, my initial course is called Creating Your Inspired Life. Mm -hmm. What people don't realize is how easily that's done. If you're just, yeah. it's, it's just a matter of healing this limitation. Yet they right. still, you know, right. live yeah. life yeah. Yeah. acting like everything's normal. Mm. It's like, no, that's not normal. Okay. Having limitations and not loving yourself unconditionally is not normal. <laughs> you <know? laughs> and, uh, you know, it's it's time for us to really embrace, you know, it, it does sound spiritual, I understand. Yes. But that's a part of who we are. Right. And if we don't really merge. You, you can't have your business life and your work, you know, your family life and your spiritual life and your workout at the gym. You know, those mm. are all one person. And we right, have to right. come into life and participate in life in that integrated uh, way, so that uh, so that we're responding, thinking, and creating in an integrated, supportive way for everybody. Excellent, excellent, wonderful. Thank you for sharing, Doctor Ron. Uh, we have come basically to the end of our conversation, our interview. Mm -hmm. But you have some stuff that I want you to share with our listeners or audience. Uh -huh. And right now, what I'd like to do before I ask you to do that is to inform them of our next guest that would be coming on in the breakout room live on Andy's personal development. And that individual is Anne Scotland. Anne has worked in the industries of motivation and well-being for over a decade she is a nature and animal lover, a mountain hiker, humanitarian world traveler, and a doting dog mama, an influencer, an award-winning writer and actress. A number one Amazon bestseller is Live for Joy. She will be joining us live in the breakout room on Tuesday, 8 February 2022 at 3 p.m. Eastern Time or 4 p.m. AST, that's local time. So look forward for that. Anne Scotland live in the breakout room on Tuesday, February the 8th, 2022 at 3 p.m. Eastern or 4 p.m. AST. But the man of the moment is Dr. Ron Stutt. So if anyone needs to get in contact with you, sir, they need to have your expertise, your information shared, or get your publications. 
what are the most effective ways they can get in contact with you? I think going to the website, uh, ronstotts.com, S-T-O-T-T-S.com. Mm -hmm. You know, just on the homepage, there's a, you know, nine insightful questions. And even okay. just downloading that, it's no cost or anything. That'll okay. give them a chance to work through what's their biggest challenge, what's their biggest dream come true. Right, and also take right. a look at all that gap in between and what they can mm -hmm. do to begin to resolve that. And that's really a first step to becoming whole. But they can also find out about my Creating Your Inspired Life program and my other more extensive advanced programs and find out about the books and everything else. I just uh, had a good one. I'm, I'm so okay. with what, uh, what my okay. folks have done with it. Yeah. Okay, great. Wonderful. Thank you. Yeah. You have heard the man of the moment, Dr. Ron Stutz, as he shared his life his philosophy, his beliefs, and his convictions with us right here in the Breakout Room Live on Andy's personal development. It was awesome. It was inspiring. And I felt like I was in school. But I know that he spoke from the heart. And we will continue to add value to many more lives. So continue to be with us. Continue to support us. Remember, we're on Apple, Spotify, iTunes, you name it. Look for Andy's personal development. Subscribe and follow. We thank you so much for being with us listening this episode. And we pray that you would continue to have peace and live in safety and Godspeed. Remember to focus on your dreams. There is no impossible situation in life. It's our perspective. There's always a way out and you need to find it and navigate yourself to health, to freedom, and to happiness. This is Andy of Andy's Personal Development saying bye now until next time. Stay safe, people. God bless.